right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we back. Episode 40 in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 40, episode 40, episode 40. A lot of things have happened since we last. But what happened in uh, episode 40 of Keenan and Kel? Episode 40 of Keenan and Kel is when um, Kyla, Keenan's little sister, got a modeling contract. Also, childhood modeling sounds sketchy to me. I put it right in the same basket as people who enjoy childhood pageants. Uh, yeah, got a modeling contract. Is that actually true? Nice with it, man. I, I, I fully believe you, but hold on, Keenan and Cal. I actually have no clue if that's true. Episode, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm curious now because you know with the lies. If you give me if you give me the a, a slight breakdown, I can tell you what the episode. Okay, so let's see. So season one had 14 episodes. Season two had 13, so we're at 27 there. Ooh, damn. Uh, so we're looking at episode 13 or 14? We'll be on 13. 13 of season three. Hopefully it's the robbery episode, which is one of my all-time faves. Robbery of the store. It is House Sitter. When Chris goes on holiday, it's up to Keenan and Kel to look after his house and his goldfish. Yep. So it's not long before the house is flooded and on fire. Oh, for sure. And that's just out of the intro credits. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> oh, apparently the full episode is on Daily Motion. I'm gonna watch that later tonight. Did this is a question for you? Did Dave Chappelle still kill sauce? Remember how Chappelle was like, "Oh, no, I just got the that was a kill thing." Oh, there it goes. Like that was a kill thing. Well, what's the timeline on that? I mean, I feel it feels like Kel was first, 90s, right? The late nineties. Chappelle's first uh, stand-up special that came out was the early two thousand. Yeah, no, I'm 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 fine to defend Kel. Too more little Kel, man. Oh, apparently there are they all on Amazon Prime as well and Paramount Plus. I will be maybe potentially watching that as I go to sleep tonight. Dude, I love Keenan and Kel, man. Keenan and Kel is. I've never watched through it all. Like I just remember watching it like when I was a kid. But like I couldn't put them in order, so I I gotta I gotta. Oh, yeah. That's my homework for myself. Dude, they're so good. They're that, so that'll be good. the first thing I do when I move. When I, I when I finish I the move, I'm doing that. Shows like Keenan and Kel to my all time favorite stuff because it has its own. It's like how how long are we gonna keep saying okay? Uh, Jay Z's in my top five. Gretzky's in my top five. Like, all right, they have their own position. What about everybody else? Yeah, that's where Keenan and Kel is to me. It's on its own Mount Rushmore. So on the Mount Rushmore, are they two separate heads or do they no, share a head? They share a face, kind of like the uh, it's like a merging, kind of like they did the the um what's it called? They they did the uh, the fusion dance and they became one. So it's basically uh, it looks like Kel's body with Keenan's head. That's a big head. Big, uh, no, that's what's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Kel's hair though? We can get Kel. No, no, no. Keenan's hair with Kel's hats. Okay. We can do that. I, I, can, I can get with that. That's basically Good Burger, too. Yeah. No, I'm with it. It's Keenan and Kel right next to, like, um, Cat Dog. No, it's the, the other morphed. Uh, Larry Moe and Curly. Um, the, the guys who almost got eaten by the Tigers in Vegas. Are they, like, right next to the greatest teammates in Tana Max. 
Ooh, I mean, I, I'd have to say they are the best tandem of the 90s. I've never heard of Jordan and Pippen. Ooh. Ooh. I also haven't looked at a list of tandems from the 90s, but I'm going with it. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. The, the Seattle Mariners might have a might have a play, but they didn't win. They didn't win. Yeah, they didn't win. Fuck them. Yeah, no, can't be. Keenan and Cal won. Like, think about it. that. Keenan and Cal's run was literally the same type of run that Drake is on. They yeah, all and, that, and, and the beauty, and like, had, I, uh, I think you can argue the run's still going. You got to. Keenan is the longest uh, cast member. Tenured on right SNL. Now. And Kel actually, which now, is just uh, the adult version of what Keenan and Kel and all that were. <laughs> and Kel is an executive, um, is an executive for Disney and um, uh, Nick at Night. So like, they're both doing carry fun. on the legend. Both doing if fun. they're not and playing those characters when they're sixty years old, I'm gonna be hurt. And I don't do that. And Good Burger Two, I think, comes out next year. So you know, what I mean, we can we can add that to the things we didn't need, and we're gonna watch and pretend like they didn't happen. Yeah, no, that works for me. Um, but episode 40. For, oh, who's your number 40, man? Um, I'm, it's not an individual. Ooh, um, some good ones for 40. I was surprised. There are. There are. It's strong hockey number, actually. Very strong hockey number. Um, a strong old school football number. Like mm-hmm. Back when there was like fullbacks. <laughs> yep, Mike Allstott. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm using my 40 to pay homage to one of the most elite clubs in all of sport. Okay. A club that in the more than a century history of the sport, there are only four members. Mm-hmm. It's the 40-40 club. The only answer on 40 is the 40-40 club. And one of these people doesn't have steroid allegations. So, Shout out to Alfonso Soriano, who I don't think has any allegations. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Shout out to my Dominican brother. I love me some Alfonso Soriano from being a coach. I was just saying recently, I feel like I'm part Dominican just from watching Pedro growing up. Alfonso was the man. I've never even heard Alfonso talk, and I love Alfonso Soriano. Never. Never once. Just just had never thought him. about it. Like, that was one of my dudes. Like, because him, Moises, Alou, like, I used to watch all of oh, Yeah, all he of played them. on, like, important teams. Yeah, he played on important franchises. That's what I mean. Yeah, he played on the Yankees. He played on the Cubs. Like, when they (laughs) mattered. Like, literally when they mattered. Even the Rangers. Like, you're in Texas. Like, people care. Oh, yeah. The Rangers were serious in Texas. Never heard them talk. Never one time. And I used to, when we used to meet my brother, we're heathen. So, every time we had sports games, we always did fantasy drafts and created our own franchises. And we only were allowed to play when we played against each other. So, we would sim until we, (laughs) we met each other. And I always, baseball sims, always had three three players I always needed to have. Or I would be like, yo, let's redo this. Or like, John Dowd. It will always be Mike Messina, Alfonso Soriano. And then randomly, I didn't even realize how much this was happening. But I Tim always Wakefield. had like Matt Steers. Like it's just mm. always randomly. randomly. Yeah, yeah, because the, pe- the people from Philadelphia randomly pick Matt Stairs. I didn't even know Matt Stairs was from Philly when I, when I was playing. Because I was a little, I was a youngin. So like I, I was probably like ten. But he hadn't even hit that home run yet. It was that's what it was. I had his baseball card. My mom got me his baseball card when he was with the Athletics, and I was like, "Oh, this is dope." But like I don't, I didn't put the two and two together, and nor did I probably read the, the outer lining of the card <laughs> to be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Stairs, look at this life history." So like I was like, "I got." Oh, uh, see, I read all that stuff when I was a kid. It depends on what year, kid, you're talking about. When I was ten, 
Nah, 12, 100%. Yeah, I, I still remember my first set of baseball cards, to be fair. Which which Never really hurts because I know that there were some rookies in there that I'm very upset that I don't still have. I never got a set when I was a kid. I got a set when I bought my own. Like, I don't know how my mom did it, but she would come back with like stacks of miscellaneous cards. She used to, I think she used to buy people collections and give them to me. I think that's mm. what it was. And I remember getting them. I was just like, how'd you get this? Never mind. Don't tell me how you got this. This yeah. is fire. No, it was, it was the only one I ever got was my first. So when I was, what, six years old, five years old, my dad, because it was like probably like, what, $40 back then, maybe, yeah, bought uh, the 2001 top set. Ooh, okay. Strong. Had an Ichiro rookie in there, which I know I had because it was one that almost got painted on my bedroom wall. Um, it's possible there was a Pujols rookie in there, but I don't think it was the the update one that has that. So I'm still a little hurt about that, but it, it's, it's a, it's a set that I'm very fond of to this day. Still have a lot of them, just not the most important ones. Happens to the best of us, man. So my number 40, four of, my number 40 is a basketball player. And I'm just going to give you some names whom he was ranked higher than in high school coming out. Uh, <clears throat> this is ESPN. This is, I think this is ESPN's top 100 college basketball players. Uh, I'm just going to go to the names that people will know. 78, Jeremy Lamb. 75, Shabazz Napier. 71, Alan Crabb. 69, Gorgie Dang. You got to kind of keep scrolling. Number 59, Tarek Black. Number 58, James Johnson. Number 55, Michael Parker. Number 48, Vander Blue, one of the greatest names that never made it, in my opinion. Number 43, Akaro White. Number 41, Phil Pressey. Celtic great. <clears throat> the great, you know what I mean? Number 33, Terrence Ross. Number 31, Deion Waiters. Number 29, Myers Leonard. Number 27, Adrian Payne. 25, Kendall Marshall. These are some serious glue guys, some that became eventual stars. And then we get to those top 15. Number 15, Reggie Bullock. Number 14, Fab Mello. R.I.P. R.I.P. Number 13, Corey Joseph. 12, C.J. Leslie. 11, Terrence Jones. 10, Will Barton. 9, Tristan Thompson. 8, Perry Jones, who I swore was going to be amazing and never. Really I did. Won. Yeah, I was high on Perry Jones. I was high on Perry. I'm right there with you. Number 7, Ennis Cantor. Out here talking shit about Barton. Oh, Freedom. Shout out, to, shout out to the Freedom. Number 6, your guy, Josh Shelby. My guy. Oh, no. Why is Josh Shelby my guy? Because he's one of the guys. Like anybody who's miscellaneous, they can't sell a deal. Number five, Tobias Harris. Number four, Brandon. That's your guy. Number now, Brandon Knight. Well, that's another tough guy to be your guy. <laughs> I was like, I ain't taking Brandon Knight. No, no, you're gonna have Tobias. Number three, Jared Sullinger. Actually, tied for two. Jared Sullinger. I'll take Sully. Number two, the other tie, Kyrie Irving. Number one in that draft class. Oh, is it Cody or Tyler? 
person not ranked was Big Dick McDermott. Dougie. Dougie Buckets. McBuckets? Wasn't even ranked. Well, because he was still Harrison Barnes. His teammate, oh, and, Harrison oh, Barnes, yeah. number one in that motherfucking recruiting class, baby. You know what's funny is when you went to that, I, I immediately went. So let me tell you my thought process. That's a great pick. I like that pick. And I'm happy to talk about Harrison Barnes because I do love me some Harrison Barnes. When you said, I got a basketball player, I was like, okay, I think I know where he's going to go. And he said, let's talk about the people that he was better than in high school. I go, oh, I definitely know where he's going to go now. And I thought you were going to give a shout out to the – Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> first, first, I went positive. I go, oh, you're going to talk about the guy who beat uh, today's birthday boy. Shout out to Larry Legend. Um, all his high school records. I said, you're going to go Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. And then you started know. listing off recent names. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this has to be a zeller. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I apologize to Harrison Barnes. That was rude. It's all good, man. Like I was going to originally go Sean Kemp, but I can't not give love to Harrison Barnes because I think Harrison Barnes has one of the most underrated basketball careers ever to be. Number I mean, the story is unbelievable. That's a really hard thing to do. People will take it for granted now because we know everybody who's a number one recruit, but most of those guys don't even make it to the league. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, being a number one recruit is that serious, where this guy had all the pressure in the world, went to the UNC Tar Heels, who were slated to win the championship pretty much every year he was there, takes one of the greatest uh, covers in Sports Illustrated history, where they all on front in the Potter Blue jerseys with the Carolina Blue jerseys and all in the Wolf Gray Jordan 11s. And they were the favorites to win the championship. And then, like, two of the three main players end up getting hurt. Kendall Marshall broke his wrist. Somebody else got hurt again. And they never actually pulled it off. And people say that he was, like, some type of failure. He was under, he was overrated. He never lived up to the hype. And as he played two years at UNC, averaged 16.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, 1.3 assists. That is not somebody who who flamed out, who sucked. I also didn't realize that he's he's still balling. Oh, he's cooking. He's in making $21 million a year. Shut up to you, Harrison. Barnes. Also, uh, apparently his nickname is Black Falcon. Yeah. So yes. That's dope. We're we're all about the Falcon here. I just need I just need when when I just need him in a commercial. Does, it, does that mean he's Captain America? No, nah, but I need I need him in a commercial with Anthony Mackie, and Anthony Mackie just says it's just Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> you know you could convince him to do it. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. And then in the two years that Harrison Barnes was there, two time All ACC tournament. Um, name two time All ACC. He was the ACC Rookie of the Year, ACC Freshman of the Year. Uh, high school, all region, NCAA, all region. And the thing is about him, too, that he doesn't get enough credit for, in my personal opinion, besides the fact he, the first time he drank was when the Warriors won the championship in 2015. So shout out to Which, that's man. a cool story to live down. That's so dope. So dope. And you can argue he was on the greatest Warriors team of all time. That includes any team with KD, like the team that won more games than the second greatest duo in the 90s, Jordan and Pippen. Shout out to those Warrior squads. Shout out to y'all winning 73 games. And those those were, I mean, everyone loved rooting against them. I don't know that there's any team. I mean, they'd have to be top five in favorite teams I've watched. Ever. Oh, yeah. The way they used to move the ball was insane. Like, 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 like I know you're with me on that, but, like, everyone, like, loved to hate on them. Yeah. I loved to watch those teams. Those teams were amazing, man. Like the ball movement was so fluid. Everybody had to, had their certain position. It was beautiful basketball. I think that's one yeah. of those things too that we don't get anymore. Basketball today is t- t- basketball is my favorite sport. 
but basketball today is super tough to watch because I've lost so I've I, I haven't watched I don't know that I've watched an NBA game this year. I genuinely it's can hard, say that. I watch them because you know I'm a die hard, but like it's hard. Like it's not. Yeah, my schedule. Hard. It's just like, but like, I, I recorded the Pats last night. I watched it this morning. I haven't done that a single time with the Celtics. Like I kind of know who's on the team, but even that, like I'm like disconnected. Yeah, it's sad, man, because it really doesn't even have to be that way. That's the thing too. We're just like we allow people to just like kind of look at the stats and be like, go get yours. But the thing about going to get yours. It's like, it's all AAU ball basically now. I think it's worse than AAU ball because at least AAU ball, at least AAU ball, you had to work within the team in a sense because you all are so young and are hungry. So, like, you can get all of the stats you want, but you're still hungry in the moment. You're like, damn, I kind of got I want to win this game because I don't have a million-dollar sneaker deal. I don't have a $20 million contract. Like, the dude who just got suspended from the NBA for steroids, crazy that somebody's getting suspended for steroids. In See, the I, I didn't even know about that. It happened, um, like, a month ago, right? I think it was a, right after we recorded uh, one of our podcasts. He, he, I think he played a total of seven minutes in his career this season. This season, seven minutes in his career. He has a $4 million contract. Crazy. So, like, those kind of guys, <clears throat> that's also why I think what's happening in the NBA, where it's just so much money flows around that. How can we possibly expect people to, to be hungry? What did Marvin, uh, what did the great and, and late champion, marvelous Marvin Hagler say? It's hard to wake up at 5 a.m. and run miles when you're sleeping in satin sheets. It's true. Keep that thread count low. That's what Keep they that say. Thread count low, man. You know, and besides the fact these guys are really paid, they look stupid. Nobody who's above six foot three is comfortable inside of a Ferrari. Stop playing. Right. Yeah, I just I get. I I think it's um. It's been an inverse inverse proportionality between my growing love for the the true football. Versus my just disinterest towards basketball in the modern form. There's there's no flow versus only flow. Like when I watch football or soccer, it's it's like the only sport where like, yeah, they just kind of play and then they stop and then they play and then they stop and the game's over. Did, but you, it's, just it's, say that, did you just say that it's either birth control or full-on period? Is that what I heard? I don't think that was the terminology I used. I thought you said there's either flow or not a flow at all. I feel like I feel like I heard that. I feel like you said no. It was like a rapper, you know, or you or you have your period. No, it's it's either it's either you flow and have rhythm. Uh, you know how much I hate this choppy flow. <laughs> you know how much I hate the choppy flow. Everybody dropping no not me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it just it just doesn't hit me the same. I can't I can't watch. Well, I'll never forget. Shout out Lang. I, I went and saw Lang play in Houston a couple years ago, and I was sitting next to some Houston fans, and this is when Harden was still down there, obviously. There's, like, uh, kids. They were, like, teenagers, maybe 20. And they were getting so frustrated. They are like, we, we need to find something new. We need to find something new. This is never going to work. And it doesn't. But this thing, at the end of the day, look at the teams that win. This is why I don't understand it. The teams that win are the teams that move the ball. For the most part, I would say. Um, again, I don't watch it that much, so maybe I'm wrong. But you talk about in the NBA. Yeah, 
Like it always feels like the teams that get the ball around end up being the most successful ones. In the history of the NBA, yes. Almost every single team who has a specific flow to their offense when it comes to ball movement wins the championship. The only retort to that, though, is typically speaking, a lot of the champions in NBA history didn't have a great ball movement. They had a great point guard who moved the ball greatly. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard. Like the Lakers didn't have the greatest ball movement of the 80s. Magic Johnson had great ball. Movement. Yeah. Or like, LeBron. It was like one of those. Celtics the same way. Like yeah. the Celtics didn't have the greatest ball movement in the 80s, but they had Dennis Johnson. They had Larry. And Larry. They had these guys who were cut and slash. It wasn't like the, the Warriors four passes in the shot or the Spurs. How do you see oh, five passes that, in the that, that, the, the Spurs were the reason that I pulled back from saying that the Warriors team were my favorite because I think it was still the Spurs. The Spurs were unplayable in 2K, but they were beautiful oh, to watch oh in real gosh. life. Never play with those teams in 2K because <laughs> there's no way to you for you to mimic them cutting no. your movement and you've been screening. And I'm like, no, they just sucks. sit there and then you have to launch threes with Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili and it doesn't work. You know how hard it is? You know how hard it is to be like, yeah, well, I'm about to cook Robert Horry for three. Oh, Robert Horry's a 71. Uh, uh, I'll wait until <laughs> putting me back in. <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> Who's the who who who's the last basketball te- who's the last basketball player and what was the last basketball team that you had to see like you wasn't you couldn't miss um the KD Warriors for me um what were the team player for me hmm because there's really no one right now that I'm like I I gotta watch that. Um, Steph? Steph, probably, yeah. FBI, Steph out here fucking shit up. And I, I'm just not up late enough to watch him anymore is the biggest issue. Like, when I was in Texas, I I like watching Luca, but he has all his defects that I kind of fell out of love with that a little bit. Oh, you mean step back three when you're a 29% three-point shooter? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, he's great in highlights. Yeah. Like, it, like, I think that's a good way to differentiate. Luca's great in highlights. Steph is great all the time. Like, um, like, like Steph Curry is like, this was once said, it's not a comparison of the two, but um, this was said by a, a soccer coach about Roberto Firmino who plays for Liverpool. I know and, Firmino. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know, you know, you're a Brazilian oh. guy. So, <laughs> but, but it was also the comment was better than he ended up being too. Huh? really high on for me i thought he was going to like the next guy and he just never won he's still very good but that's the thing yeah because like people are like oh but he doesn't score and liverpool fans are like well that's not really his job which of course it's like oh you're just defending your guy whatever but a coach once said this about him and i think this applies to steph Uh, i think it applies to a lot of great players in any sport but i think to steph especially Mm -hmm. where it said you know if you if you if you watch the game you'll see him but if you watch him, then you see the whole game. Ooh. And I and I think that's something that, that like oh, say that again for the listeners. That was deep. Yeah. And I think that's something you can say about Messi, you know, but it's I think Steph is the same way. If you watch the game, yeah, you're gonna watch Steph because he's gonna get his 25 30. Mm-hmm. But if you watch Steph the entire game, watch him run off screens, watch him make backdoor cuts, you're gonna see the entire game. Mm-hmm. Because he's impacting it even without the ball. Because that's how good he is. I think that there are... I don't think people understand 
the difference between very good players and great players because it's a thin line. I think that people believe I can look at the stats and know how great a player is. I disagree. I'm, 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 I disagree usually, not all of the time, but usually. Like, I firmly believe the, there players. is There is a certain it factor. And that's like, I, the, it's, it's never been a quantifiable thing, but there is something. But it's it's, it's almost like factor, though. it's what you just said before that. Yeah. So you can impact the game, but if you never looked at the game, if you never looked at the game through Steph Curry or the player X's eyes, you don't realize how they're impacting the game. Like Deion Sanders doesn't have the most interceptions in NBA, NFL history. You know why? Because he took up three fourths of the field. Yeah. But you're not looking at, you didn't watch his game. So you like, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, Deion, according to the stats, I could tell Deion Sanders took up three fourths of the field. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, the biggest issue with sports debates today is lazy debates that don't take into account actually seeing it or hearing it. Like, like there's different sounds to those types of guys. Like, like it's weird to say that, but like the way people sound when they play sports is different when you're great. I I know he just died this year. So maybe this is also why it's being said, but when people describe the way it sounded when Hank Aaron hit a ball and everybody else, Mm -hmm. not the same. You would thought you had an aluminum bat. Shit ain't the same. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, like I think of it. um, uh, Have you seen the movie trouble with the curve? No, I've seen trouble with the curve. I don't know. Uh, You're a cinephile. I'm not. So I, I assume people are like me and haven't seen everything, but, like, like that moment where, where he just hears it, where he's like an old baseball scout and, you know, a curveball snaps a little bit different. And he's like, I heard it. Yeah. And I was like, but that's real. Yeah. Like there's a certain point where you've taken in enough sports that you notice little stuff that's just drastically different. Like, I, anytime I watch Messi, I feel that. Or, you know, right now, Mosulah has a little bit of that. Like he plays in a different way that doesn't look as graceful as Messi, but... Like every time he touches a ball, I'm like, well, he's about to score. See, There's not many people have that. I think that's the other thing. It's the fear and confidence, depending on what side you're on. There are the players in sports whom spam the system. And then there are the players in sports who change the system. Yeah. Case in point, Steph Curry changed the system. Revolutionary. James Harden spammed the system. Yep. To me, Cristiano Ronaldo spammed the system. Yeah. Messi changed the system. I agree. Because you can look at these player stats. Like, if you looked at, because James Harden, I think, is, is fifth all-time in three-pointers made. His percentage is pretty high. Like, all of that kind of stuff. He shoots almost 90% from the free throw line. So, if you look at their stats, you'd be like, these players are really comparable historically. If but you look not. at the points per game, assists, all of that. But if you never saw them play and that's all you had, you'd be like, yeah. But if you watch them play, I don't know anybody who would pick James Harden over Steph Curry on their best day. No one whose opinion I trust. And I think that that's what it is. Cause like, and that's deeper than the sport. And then it's also true in reverse though. I think that there's a lot of, there are a lot of great athletes who don't get the credit they deserve because statistically speaking, it doesn't line up the way it does in today's game because their percentages are so low. Or yeah. Like I, I've heard that or, or like they didn't hit the milestone number. Like I, I remember someone telling me that Pedro wasn't like an all, well, he's an all time. They like, that Pedro couldn't be better than pitcher X because he doesn't have 300 wins. 300 wins. I'm like, well, first of all, he played on the Expos. <laughs> like, he threw a perfect yeah, game, 27 yeah, up, yeah, 27 down, and Expos, lost man. the game. You're going to do that to the Expos, man. Don't do that, he man. He, okay, he was there for for 94, but after that, it was not good. Oh, it was awful. I just want to shout out the Expos. They yeah, no, I have an Expos jersey. You know I got love for the Expos. 
They drafted Tom Brady. They have an eye for talent, but they weren't helping Pedro's record. And Vladimir Guerrero. Come on. And Pedro. And Pedro. (laughs) And the Alus pissing on their hands. (laughs) I know I'm the one who usually brings it up, but it's so funny. (laughs) It's so crazy. Yeah. Anytime they pop into my brain, I just have to say it because it's so unbelievable. It's insane. That's it's so you know what it is? It's so unbelievably believable. You know what it is? We want to not it's one of those rare things where we want to not you have to say it to realize how crazy it is. Because you know you it is know and you just need to say it's it. like it's like, oh, this is so crazy, it must be true. It's like we want this to be so untrue, but we know it's true. It's like one of those rare ones. I don't even know what else is, is in that same category, but it's like I really don't want this to be true, but fuck, I know this is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to think of that while I'm pissing before bed and just looking at my hands like, what? Dude, it's like, you do it's that? like when somebody knows that their significant other is cheating, they're like, fuck, I don't want this to be true. Yeah. But these ain't my draws. Who's <laughs> been here? <laughs> You're not wrong. So I asked, so I came up with a question one hour ago, well, two hours ago. Okay. And I couldn't wait to ask you. And I asked, a group chat of mine says only people who could answer and I haven't even checked what their answers are so I can read them out loud on the podcast if you want but <laughs> Ivan McGovern words more question okay and I'm asking a question I've never heard anybody ask I think I'm breaking ground I really think that I'm, I'm, I'm out here like I'm planting my flag why has nobody ever examined what it is to have a white card, to have it revoked, and how does anybody earn an honorary white card similar to the black card? Mm. <laughs> Why is nobody investigated it? That's a that's a might be a question for an anthropologist. Um, I you, man. It's how crazy, do you how do you right? earn like, it? How do you that. earn it? I think I can get more creative there. Um, what do you have to do to get it revoked? Oh, I mean, if you get bad credit score, I don't know. Uh, Some people in the trailer. I got one for you. You earn it. If you graduate from an Ivy League college, you might have one. Because you you can at least survive with it. It's not to say that that, you know, gets your black card revoked. But you you get a white card if you graduate Ivy, I think. You can have a dual card. Yeah. Like, like, like there was a a dude. I, I once watched the Super Bowl with some Harvard football players. Um is my senior year of high school. And th- this is a perfect example. This is a person who played in the NFL for a little bit. Um, black kid from, where's he from? I-, I don't remember where he's from, but. <laughs> you gave up so fast. I just don't know. I, I want to say, because there, were, there was a bunch of them from Georgia, but I don't think he was one of them. I mean, let me, let me take him up. Jordan in the country? Uh, let's see. Anyway. So it was the Baltimore, um, Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, Super Bowl. And and this is a perfect example of you get a white card is we're watching this. He's the Harvard career sacks leader. Um, But (laughs) I swear it, it was like quiet, quiet kid. And we're just sitting in the apartment and we're watching the game. And just out of nowhere, he just turns and goes, 
you know, I really hope the Ravens win because it would be much better for their local economy and they need that more than uh, San Francisco right now. And I was like, this is why you want them to win the Super Bowl? White card. <laughs> yeah, 100% white card. I, I, I love him, though. Great kid. Shout out to him, but nah, player. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, that's insane. I mean, that's a great thought. Amazing thought. That, but that's like me saying, no matter who wins this game, there's always going to be a village in Africa clove. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What, what's, what's, how do you get it revoked? Yeah. There's many ways to lose your black card, but I've never heard anybody say, what do you do to lose your white card? I don't know. What do you think? How, how would I lose my white card? I'm, I'm a non-white speaking about this. You sure you want me to try this thing out? I don't know if I'm ready. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've certainly said how you lose a black card. You're not wrong. Okay. Okay. You're not wrong. Colonize. Hmm. Colonize me. <laughs> Ooh, black man's burden come on probably the first the biggest way the number one way to lose your white card complaining that a black guy's above you face tattoo believe, what about face tattoo these blacks are getting them like you had a four thousand year hair start what are we talking about here what's going on man what, what about face tattoo hair? what do you think about that does that do it hmm? face tattoo Nah, face tattoos don't do it because I, I firmly believe in biker gangs still having their white cards. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The Hell's Angels sells. Well, but, it, but is it, is wait, it wait, more no, no. like, is it more like you just have this. to be net positive? I even hear this. The Hell's Angels today, you can look it up right now, sells clothes on Amazon. Face tattoos ain't doing nothing for white folks. No, but I'm saying does it just have to be a net positive? Like if you have a face tattoo, that's a minus one. If you have an Etsy account, that's a plus one. I don't, I don't, I don't think the whites deal in that type of math. I think it's more of a, of a calculus mm. approach where at the end of the day, what, what about know, if you can like, like Bron, if you can grow like Bronson Arroyo braids? No, you don't lose your white. Or, card. No, you just get a black card, maybe at you, that you point. Get, no, you don't even get dual citizenship. We don't really accept that. You, might you get, get a like green a, card. You get a work visa. Say, work you visa. Might, you, <laughs> might get, you might get like a platinum card. They'd be like, you know, it's a little mix of both, black and white. Here you go. You get a work visa. Hey, as long as you keep yeah, it up, you, you can stay here. I think I think one way to lose your white card. One way to lose your white card is to say no to a bride who is having your child. I don't think white people play that shit either. I think white, that's where shotgun weddings came from. It's like, oh, you pregnant? <laughs> just, you can't, black people just choose not to get married. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can be, keep your white card and say no to the pregnant bride. I think that's, that's, a, that's a no-go for the whites. It's, yeah, it's not one I've had to encounter, luckily. Um, I'll have to be very careful up in New Hampshire, but, <laughs> if you, you become, know. Ooh, here's another one. If you become Muslim, I think the whites are out. Mm. <laughs> you could be Jewish. You could be Christian. You could be Buddhist. No, but especially if you go a name change. Name change for sure. <laughs> What's your name? Brent Muhammad? You said yeah. Brent Muhammad? Brent <laughs> <laughs> yes. Muhammad is insane. If we ever get merch made for this podcast, that got to be one of them. So I'm, I'm still looking up uh, this kid and see what he's doing now. Yep, working in finance, being smart as shit. <laughs> like his LinkedIn page is so funny because it's like graduate Harvard, and like now it's you know 
investment asset management analysts or whatever. And it's just like somewhere in there's like <clears throat> defensive end for the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know your life is amazing where playing a professional sport is your is your side gig. Like, oh yeah, remember that yeah. time you played for the Rams? Isn't that cool? Like what? <laughs> Yeah, volunteer experience, experience, overnight shelter manager, the Harvard Square homeless shelter. And then it, the next one is like, uh, you know, stuff I did while I played in the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Good for him. I, I got to reach out and see if he's well. No, that's dope as hell, though. That's really dope as hell. Well, but, oh, well, we got to talk about this. Um, this is big news for us. Um Minnie Minoso and Buck O'Neill are going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. They are? I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. So they, they got in, uh, and Bud Fowler as well, who I believe was also uh, a player in the Negro Leagues. Not as not of his high stature, but shout out to him as well. Um, but, yeah, no, that got announced. Um, I, I don't know if it's the writers or, or what, but, yeah, um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. So long overdue. But that it's beautiful. the The game is still growing to accept the the true legends of the game. But you know, hey, baby steps. Especially in baseball. Oh, here, do you lose your white card if you say that Josh Gibson is better than Johnny Bench? Mm. I'm gonna say no, but it's close. <laughs> <I'm gonna> say <laughs> no, but... <laughs> it's like an oral warning from work. It's like it's not quite written yet. I think that, oh, here's one. If you ever acknowledge any historical white person was not white. Oh, yeah. If you say Jesus wasn't white. Or Babe Ruth might not have been white. Or, oh, that's like, my favorite. or Ted Williams. Ted Williams. He was not Hispanic. He just spoke Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he just spoke Spanish and his mother was from Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they told it back in those days. Oh, all right. Back in the 50s? All right, cool. Santiago. <laughs> Yo, we gotta we gotta keep adding to this list like our uh, our uh, top fifty NBA players. Just every month we just add a little something else to this list. Yeah, this is here. But we're gonna start making the list now. The the real key when you get up to New Hampshire and we have like a whole weekend just to run through these. That's when we're gonna do this. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm so down for this. We're just gonna I'm talk gonna... for seventy two hours straight about nothing important. Not at all. We going art in the white cards are gonna look like box cards. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make white cards. <laughs> so so you got the white cards, the vax card, and black cards to platinum card. Or like a uh, MX black card. It's gonna be a food stamp. It's just literally the black card. No, it's gonna be a food stamp card. Oh man, come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm we're gonna we're gonna make it a black card like Kanye said. Um this is an African what I he said, oh, is that a black card? Why? Yes, but I prefer the term African American Express. <laughs> African American Express. I like that. I like it's one that. One of my all-time favorite Kanye laws. It's so good. So good. The only one that's better than that that I can think of off the top of my head from Kanye is that Houseway. Huh? Houseway. Nah, we got two white Russians, but we need more drinks. <laughs> I was like, okay, Kanye. He. You know, people want to hate on Kanye for a lot of stuff, and and sometimes he he earned some of that uh, chagrin, Most but yep. <laughs> still a visionary. Oh my gosh, African American Express. That could be that could be a credit card. That could be the name of the new Underground Railroad. 
That could be so many different things. I mean, <laughs> I mean that. I mean, I'm thinking of Kanye. Like that's a fashion line. Yes, all conductor related. Also, R.I.P. Virgil. Uh, important Virgil to say. Pablo. Yeah, man. That's forty. Man, there was a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah, man. Forty-one. Yeah, he's forty-one when he, when he, yep. when he passed. One year older than Chad. It's it's crazy out here, man. Like died from a rare form of cancer. Didn't tell anybody but the closest people in the circle. Which again, like we said with Chad, nothing but respect to the fact that his inner circle didn't leak anything out. And and you know what's crazy is like, you know, you look at it from the selfish landscape sometimes, and you're like, he could have made so much money in the last year mm-hmm. if he was like, these might be the last three pairs of shoes I ever drop. Yeah. Yeah. Which like you almost wonder like there's a certain line there of is that selfish? But if it also sets up his family, then like I wouldn't blame him for it. But I don't I, I, I also someone pointed this out. I was like, damn, all those people that were like, oh, this colorway sucks or this design is trash. Like imagine reading that, just like man. That, it's, it's it's also hard though. But he probably read that and was like, "Oh, I have bigger things to worry about. This doesn't bother." Yeah, me. that's true. But like, I think those people are the real idiots now because you know, yeah. if we're looking from the selfish lane again, I'll I bet all that stuff is way more so, expensive than it was. Yeah, and I think it's something to be said about the commerce, though. I don't know if you can really be selfish in commerce because I don't, I don't know what selfish looks like in commerce, like because you're selling it's kind of what capitalism is anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like, is there really selfishness or is there? Uh, more recognizing recognizing what the what the all is uh, fair and love war in commerce. Yeah, you know, so it, it could be one of those things, but we keep losing them, man. Like, and I'm not, I'm not wishing harm on anybody, but I know for me, it just seems like they take the, the good ones. Die younger, black. Like it just it just feels like the like people who are the the visionaries, the revolutionaries, that like. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. and Megra Evers didn't make it to 40. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fast forward to today, Chadwick Boseman died at 40. Virgil and seemed Apple even younger. Yeah, seemed so much younger. Nipsey Hussle died at 33. Tupac also seemed younger. Yeah, Tupac and Biggie, 25 and 24. Like it's, almost, it's almost because, and we only get certain people once a lifetime. So if these people are snuffed out, and I don't, I don't like the term, this person lost their life. Like you can find it in the fucking lost and found bin. Like I don't, I don't like that. I, I've been trying to eradicate it from my own verbiage because, like, a person dying from cancer. Do you think it's more fair to say the world lost their life? I don't know. You might, maybe, maybe, but it, it, it's it to me. But it's almost better to be like a hole. A hole was left with their loss or yeah, with their passing. Yeah, something like that. Because a loss of life seems like look what you did. Like you lost yeah. your keys. Look what you did, kind of a thing. Where this is not that at all. And but I've also been starting to look at death. I'm not thinking about death all the fucking time. It freaks people out. But I've been, I'm with I'm, you. I did. I did a little bit of a deep dive recently, like two weeks ago. I think it was two or three weeks ago. And somebody said something that blew my mind. Um, I wish I could remember who it was, and I would give them credit. But they were like, when people die, the normal response is, "Oh my God, why'd you take this person from me?" Or like how am I going to go on without this person? Instead, why don't we start thinking about it as, look how lucky and fortunate I was I had this person for this long. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think it's better. And I think for some people, there's a, 
like Nipsey's a, a perfect example. Um, or, or even Tobe or Chab, like all these people are perfect examples. Mm-hmm. I think the, the way that we need to look at it is not, not even that of like, how lucky was I that I shared time with this person or they had this impact on me. I care less about that. Um, the way I would hope, the, the way I try to do it, which is certainly never a guarantee that this is how I do it. I, I think the, the best way to look at it is how can I carry their legacy forward? Because mm. I, I think there's a certain element of like, if you're just thankful for the time that they had there, that's still looking in the past mm-hmm. where it's like, how do I keep their legacy alive? You know, their yeah. body may not be, but their legacy is still there. Yeah. Like, how are you going to pick up the flag and run with it? Right. You know, like what's that going to look like? You know, and that's draw inspiration from them. You, you know, it just because they're gone too. doesn't mean that the inspiration is. For some people, it dies with them, which is sad, which I think is like dying twice. I think one of the greatest ways I look at death, excuse me, is when a person dies twice, the day that they physically leave this earth and the, the day, day they forgot and the day the last person stops saying their name. Yeah, it's almost like the, the inverse of that classic quote, like there's two important days in your life the day you were born and the day you've learned why like it's the, the, the opposite end of that uh, pendulum. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. So you got to carry it on. In between of that pendulum. Is that really the dash? Mm. The day you're born and then the day you die, then there's that dash. Is that really the dash? No, I don't think so. No, I mean uh, like the, the dash as in like you've left your mark. Not yeah, like no, I, I agree. No, I, I think there's, I think there's plenty of historical precedent to argue against that. Think about all the artists that either were unappreciated or even undiscovered until after they died. <laughs> that I think I don't think you can argue that they died there because their art lives on. Like it's different for art for sure. You know, See, music. That, that's what I mean by the dash, though, because in my mind, if we're looking at it the way we just said it, that second date doesn't come when you die, physically die. It's when the last right. person says your name. So is that really the dash? It can live on after your body where your dash continues and your real death I'm, I'm going to put that on my gravestone. Uh, on my gravestone, it's just going to say 1995 dash and nothing else. Yeah, because like the because nobody knows the end of a person's life, realistically speaking, if we believe the energy, the mission, and the vision lives on. Yep. So maybe that's the real dash. Maybe the real dash really comes from what you live physically and what happens after God. This might be our most poetic episode yet. I mean, all we had to do was get some phlegm going in our throats, and you know, yeah, for real. Practice. But I'm gonna throw to you. What should we talk about next? I'm out here bringing up these these weird. Oh man, what what is there to talk about? Um, what's going on in the world? You, you find anything interesting on your Spotify Wrapped? Or do you, do you even use Spotify? Your title guy. Come on, man. You know the answer to that. I don't use Spotify. I'm a, I'm a title man. Yeah. A title man. And the uh, title one doesn't come out until I think December 15th ish. Like okay. So, so we'll have to circle back. I, I think my favorite part of mine that very much described my year was it said my musical aura was a mix of angst and hype. And I was like, that's a, I feel like that's a good personality to have. But yeah, I had some I had some interesting stuff. I had more minutes listened to than I probably thought I would. Um, I'm not gonna say the number because you're gonna have it beat 
for sure. And I don't want to feel embarrassed. Um, but I definitely listen to more music than most people do, which I guess I wasn't really surprised by. Um, I wonder if Tidal, I don't think Tidal used to give a total minutes listen. I wonder if they're going because they because Tidal also just unveiled like you can directly pay artists through Tidal now, which is dope as hell. Um, so they just and they tell you how many times you listen to said artists and how much money they're getting from your account. That's dope. Yeah, I like that. So like I, I I banged Young Dolph last month because he got killed. And um, 20% of my title account funds went to Young Dolph. And he owns all of his own music. So that made me feel good about it. That is dope. Um, I'm trying to look at my top artist. Yeah, number one artist was Halsey. Ed Sheeran in the top five. Hey, shout out to <laughs> black people. Shout out All Time Low in my, uh, Ooh, shout out to all in my time top five. Low. Oh, that's that no. angst i had mgk in there because I, I did bang that album a lot oh yeah that album was fantastic shout out to travis Barker. <laughs> and then you know who's in my top five and this is because i spent a lot of the start of the year uh like just streaming fifa on twitch and i needed like copyright free music it's hoodie allen's in my top five i'm, out, I'm, out. <laughs> Which I'm not Add proud of i'm not proud of that means that you didn't that, that's something to improve on next year. That'll be better next year. We'll, 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 we'll get that cleared up. You couldn't just bang my music? You think I'm going to pop you for copyright infringement? You think I'm going to like, take Ivan's video down? Well, I, I used someone else's random playlist, and it definitely had a lot of Hoodie Allen, which I usually skip through, I thought, but apparently I guess I was on there long enough. The Double Broken. That That's like, uh, it's like Peaky Blinders shit. Exactly. You've watched that, right? I did. Then I didn't. What what do you mean you didn't? You didn't. I watched it when it first came out, like the first three seasons, and then I just fell off of it. Okay. Well, let's let's we can even start a uh, rewatch through this program. Uh, The new season comes out in early 2022. Uh, Season like seven. This will be six, which will be the last season. Because also, spoiler alert real life edition uh the woman that played polly gray passed away this year really I didn't know yeah that. yeah which i learned she also played narcissa malfoy in the harry potter movies which i never connected which is crazy huh. but as soon as i saw oh. that i was like oh yeah it is the same one she was like 50 something yeah funny. but i no, like i my uh my top songs were weird like uh, only a, for, like you would think that it would be like a multiple from your top artists, but it really wasn't like not oh, like that, that's to tell you the truth, not weird at all. Because if you have a top artist and you listen to so many of their songs, yeah, like I definitely have one. Like I had Dear Maria Kelly. No, 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 don't do that. One. Don't try to go to the one yeah. there. Go to the weird one. What's the, what's the number? Um, one? I got the Great Escape was my number two song. Why? I don't know. I, again, I had some angsty playlists this year. Dude. Uh, New Americana by Halsey. I, I, that's a niche one that I love. Interesting. You still out here bumping that new Americana, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I had a little mix song as in my that snuck in my top five somehow. Is that Lil Dicky's first name? No, no, Little Mix. It's British, okay. British uh, female group. I'm just because I'm, to me, Little Mix sounds like Lil Dick. So uh, try, I try. Hey, I I know you're always thinking about Lil Dicky. It's okay. Listen, sometimes you got to pull it from the logo, and sometimes you can say fuck Lil Dicky. I'm actually going to send you a, I'm listening. I'm about to send you a video that has Hoodie Allen and Lil Dicky in it that I really enjoy. I'm going to send it to you. you and that you enjoyed? 
Yeah, or is, it, or is, it, is it just crucifying them? Don't worry about what it is. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking speaking of white no, no, rappers. no, 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 wait, 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 no, I'm not letting you get off there. It's not that it crucifies them. It talks about it's a it's a dope ten minute eight minutes and ten seconds. It's like a mini documentary on frat rap. Oh, interesting. I, I kind of yeah. figured that's what it was going to be. So yeah, spe- speaking of about- kind of frat rap, I don't know if you'd put him in the same category. You might. We put Jack Harlow in the frat rap category. Or is he kind of like nah. a different? I didn't that's think so. Rap. No, no, no. That's like to me. That's like the, to me. Sammy Adams, Sam, Mike Stud. Also in his documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Stud in there. Mac, Mac, uh, Mac Miller's in his documentary. Yeah, like is Mac frat rap? Early Mac. Early yeah, Mac. Donald Trump. Mac yeah. was frat rap. Then yeah. he talk about how he transitioned and became the biggest star of the frat rap. Spoiler alert. In the history uh, of that's, not, that's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> so of the documentaries. Oh, uh, I was gonna say that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um yeah, did, did you see Jack Harlow said he wouldn't be the rapper or writer he is without the Harry Potter books. That's what he said today. <laughs> oh, you lose your white card if you don't like Harry Potter. It's different if you Ooh, I don't know. Never There's saw it. Hate Harry you Potter. don't like it. You gotta like it. You can say I've never seen it. I, I don't I haven't mm-hmm. read it, but you can't say you don't like it. I, I feel like the, the mulatto version is saying that Lord of the Rings is better. It's like your way of saying I don't like it, but then they usually still at least like it. Exactly. It's like I like something better, but that's cool. It's like it's like, it's like, a, it's like, it's like a hipster version of like you know, Harry Potter. It's like it's like, hey, do you have any Bud Light? No. Hey, do you have any Miller Light? No. What do you have? I have Coors and Heineken. I'll have a Curse. <laughs> that's my Texans. I'll have a Curse. That's, that's what that is like. It's like okay, that's what saying I like Lord of the Rings, but it's like you really want to say you don't want these bears, but you're gonna drink them. See, well. see, to me, that's more of like I like all fantasy stuff, but I need to let you know my opinion on it which might be the whitest thing you can do now that I think about it. Ooh, what's the whitest thing you can do? No, that's not the whitest thing you can do. I got one. Ask for the manager. I, I got one for that ass. The whitest thing anybody can do. Ask for the manager is, at a library. No, is trying, is is destroying something that's great by trying to improve it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the whitest shit you can do. Like dancing. Like, hey, this tastes perfect. Put some more salt in that. What? <laughs> just it you know what's hurt. funny like, is what like I, I think I've developed like it's obviously not an allergy, but like it's such a distaste that I can taste when stuff is just salt. Duh, because you know you you know what it is to actually have correct seasoning in food. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? That, if- that's something I got to take care of in the new apartment. I got to load up on on all the right seasoning again. You know how crazy it is. Think about this, Ivy. You know how crazy it is to pull up to the ancient India with all of the herbs, all of the spices, all of the history, all of the colors, the beautiful people that was there and being like, something's wrong with this. You know how crazy it is to pull up to Egypt, the cradle, well, well, technically it's not the cradle of civilization. That is is, uh, my homies in Eritrea and in Ethiopia, but the cradle of Beautiful people down there. Cradle of education, cradles of education, everything's in gold, beautiful people, pharaohs, all <sighs> something's off. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> white man's burden is a real bitch. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's crazy. I, in my, my mind, in my, in my hypothesis that I'm writing on white people for no reason at all, this your thesis, your Magna Carta. One of my, my theses is your that, thesi. Uh, white people, white people couldn't figure out how to fuck up Atlantis, so they sunk it. Ooh, I don't hate that. I, I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. Was it the Brits or who did it? Huh? Was it the British or who did it? 
that's a little bit harder for me to find. That's why the paper ain't out yet. I'm still trying to figure out who I can point the finger at and really expose it. Which but whites? Like I, hmm? Which whites did it? it might, maybe it's the whites that ended up in Jamaica. They were like, no, I swear we've been here the whole time. That's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun board game or a card game? Which whites did it? Yeah, I, yeah I'm down to play. Dude, that'd be fire. I, I feel <laughs> like I'll have a pretty good educated guess on most of them. But but no, um, it, it, every, well, the, the the trick question is it's almost always the Christians. <laughs> every almost every other card is going to be all of them. Like, so it's going to throw people. <laughs> Some of them are just a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up in it with a mirror, yo. That is hilarious. That, that's like what I was saying with when we did our uh, currency draft. And uh, I said for the hundred dollar bill, it's got to just be a mirror. Now, which white person did it? It's a mirror. <clears throat> that's wild. That's hilarious. That that's, is that's, you're not wrong. That that is a very white thing to do. Just colonize stuff for for the sake of colonization. But but people, but it's not no, no, no it, it's colonization of ideas and places for the sake of thinking that you have the entitlement that you have to do it better than they did it. And doing it worse. simply incapable of doing it. That's the thing, too. Like, I think as black people, as any minority, if, like, white people did it and then they improved it to a little, like, God damn, they ran off with that. I don't think any minorities ever looked around and be like, you know, white people really improved the fuck out of that one. What have we improved? What, what, what have we improved? You tell me, man. Transit, maybe? Y'all did Chinese built the railroads. How did y'all improve transit? <laughs> yeah, they had that big ass wall too. You know, you know, you know, two black family members actually were the first ones to to design a plane that could fly. The Wright brothers just were the ones who filed the patent. Not even Smart. like that. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, Mo- the most fam- famous railroad in American history would be one that was not operated by a white person. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous driving movie that has nothing to do with sport is Driving Miss Daisy. It's a black man behind the wheel driving a white woman around. We've been doing this transit thing for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> mm. It can't be any art, probably. I highly doubt that. It's like my question when I was like, what's the last thing humans saw? What's the last yeah, thing? Yeah, no, I think, I think you said what, what's one the one thing I think I said colonizing. <laughs> like that's what we do. Like, we we, like we get we hear the thing. We we get really upset and egos get hurt on <laughs> the fact that we can't accept that someone else did something better than us. So we'd say, Well, we have to do that now. It's ours. <laughs> simple, simple enough. Here is one that I think white people actually excelled in that I haven't seen any race of people do better installing unwavering sometimes unethical blind pride Mm. there's a lot of that yeah it can be good or bad but not just in being white i mean just in whatever yeah no like going all in support of something yeah all in support is like a thing that like stand culture stand culture yeah maybe that's the one stand culture that's still my favorite thing on the internet is when people clown on Eminem and then say that they're a stand for someone. There's such a beautiful, beautiful hypocrisy to it. It's are it's you more worried? Kiss. Are you more worried about people who don't understand what words mean and where they come from, 
for people who don't understand what math is and how important it can be? Ooh. Because uh, both of them frighten the fuck out of both me. Both of them are life and death in certain situations. I think in almost every situation. Um. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The math one is so scary. Yes. I feel like it's easier to get away with not knowing words. Because there's so many words that it depends which words you mess up, but you mess up like basic math and you're done. Or, or if you're using words and talking about history or talking about facts and talking about these oh, things, yeah. that up. I don't know. That, that's an interesting question. Yeah, because you're going from, you know, using words like Stan, like that's not going to really harm someone. That's just fun to clown people on. But there's some real dangerous words that you can completely rewrite history. I remember I met a white girl. I mean, that's, that's always a tough start to a story. <laughs> I thought that was a start to the American story. Uh, yeah. But so I met, I met this um, this white presenting woman from a different country. But like deep in her, not deep, like her grandfather was part black. Like I saw the pictures. He looked like Morgan Freeman, but she is, she looks white, right? So she's white presenting. And she's from a different country. And she she called me the N-word multiple times. I was like, what are you doing? And she was yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, 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 no. What the fuck are you doing? Like, don't call me the N-word. And she was like, what you said? I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm a nigga. Like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I didn't really say it like that. But for comedic effect, I wanted to put it in there. But that was a real conversation. And she never understood it. And I had to teach her the history of slavery because she didn't understand what words were. And English yeah. wasn't her first language. And all this other stuff, and she loved rap music, as they all say, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, but, but they say it in the song. But I want to say the pseudo. My new retort to that, Ivan. You know the other terrible words not to say to people. You don't just walk around calling people cunts. Like there's no, like I've never seen somebody been like my cunt. Like yeah. I've never seen it. You know that that's some bullshit. So if you know cunt, you shouldn't be saying it out loud. There's no way in hell I believe you don't know what nigga means. Like I just can't yeah. at this point in life. I just can't believe this. Yeah, cause, yeah, because there's the other like, it doesn't matter your family history or that you love rap. Like, there's a certain like you if you, if you've lived in society, like you'd be like, oh, you just don't say this word, or these type of people say this word, and you like you'd be like, oh, only black people say that word. I know I have black history, but like, I don't look that way. It's probably best that I don't. And that's, that's all it is. If you do the research and it says black people say this to each other. At what point did you? That's like that's like me walking up to your mother. Shout out to your mother and being like, hi, mom. Yeah. Why you call me mom? Because Ivan does. What? <laughs> I mean, she'll give you a hug. You know, it's all good. But yeah, but like, that's the weird shit. Like, we don't do that with anything else. But the N-word. Like, we realize that nobody walks up to somebody else's wife and be like, hey, wife. Yeah. Hey, wifey. <laughs> You, you know who crazy. does that? You know who would do that? Who? Drake. Listen, Drake got to get shot in the dick if he does that to people. <laughs> like, I just feel like, not with a bu- bullet, but a pellet gun. You know what I mean? Bruise it a little bit. I, 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 I could just see him doing that. Dog, Drake got to fight me. Drake got to fight me if you do that. And, I, and I'm bringing brass knuckles. I'm bringing a spike bat. I'm <laughs> like, I, like I was just thinking of the video of uh, comparing how Drake, like, 
uh, greeted Beyonce in front of Jay Z versus how uh, Jay Cole greeted Gabrielle Union. You ever see that video? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just daps her up. <laughs> yeah, like what's up, homie? Keep it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. You, but you you know what's wild, man? And I don't know how you feel about this because I'm not on social media. Haven't been in almost two years. February be two years. Holla at your boy. Congratulations but, on your sobriety. I'm out here, man. You know, pour one out for me. Put a libation in the air for Reese. I know y'all missed the post. Um, I I thought about bringing my social media back during for the Tom Brady Migos. Uh, <laughs> that's my last picture. I thought. No, about I know. Me. That's why I thought that may have brought it back when Michigan won this. Well, no, no, I, I always think about that too. Like, yeah. I think about that, but I thought about bringing my social media back during times of the year where it typically is the toughest for people and just giving out some words of inspiration and taking it away when we back in like normal times, quote unquote. And I say that because I'm going to ask you, when did people stop? When did people stop being taught, understand or care about lines that they crossed? Like that shit is crazy. Um, like if, if, I'm, if I walk up to your wife, right? Like if you, if you got married, your wife, your husband, your partner, whatever it may be. If I walk up to anybody's partner, right? And I look at them and I'm like, well, first thing I'm thinking is like, damn, they look good. Da, 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 da. Or I try to kiss that person in the mouth or I just, people yeah. do that shit today. And it's just like, oh, look how they, look how this person disrespect this person as if there isn't any consequence. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to gonna, gonna put a guess out there. I'm going to say like 2015, 2016. And here's why. Hit me. Um, I think that was like right around maybe maybe a little before that, maybe 2013, 2014. It was kind of right at that point that like Twitter and like clapping back to people online hit total mainstream. To where clapping you 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 you, you had this new clapping yeah. back at people online like what do you mean by that? I don't know. Like just being like know. feeling invincible, like where, where, you know, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers, that type of stuff where there was this new way for you to be as inflammatory and disrespectful with no threat of repercussion. And I think over time, the line crossing there has carried over to the fact that people forgot that you can get slapped. Yeah. So I, I think maybe that's been the last, I don't know, f- before, you know, COVID, obviously people aren't touching each other as much, but like maybe the last four years. But I think there was a, there was a few years there where we we're like, oh, this is real fun. It's like Wild West on the internet. Like anyone can say anything to anyone. And then that got way too normalized to the point where people think they can do that in real life. So motherfucker got to get slapped. So it, it's like it's like um it's like when parasocial relationships get taken to the real world, where like there's almost wait wait wait, wait what a what relationship a parasocial relationship where like what the f- what say that again say it slow what was that parasocial parasocial yeah so like for example it would be like um for example like you watch like a video game streamer you watch them every day mm-hmm. like. It, it, if you develop a parasocial relationship with like you feel like you know them they obviously don't know you mm-hmm. but like you feel like they're your friend or something so like you feel more entitled to go up to them if you ever see them in real life and be like way too up and close to them because like in your warped brain from this they're your friend but you're just a stranger to them 
So like, I think people have forgotten that there's a line there because they get so used to the certain cultures online that have now broken actual reality in real life. And it's called parasocial. Yeah, parasocial. P-A-R-A social. So what you just described is called parasocial. What I'm hearing is why John Lennon was killed. Somebody make this make sense to me. Yeah, no, it is. But I think it's even more mainstream now because there's so many people that can have that parasocial relationship. Like you can have it with someone on Facebook where like, perfect example, like um, one of my buddies got married this fall and like I spent a lot of time in college with him. I met his wait, wait, wait. shout out to the boy. Clap yeah. up, man. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out, shout out to his that's, girl. That's his man's marriage. <laughs> he got married, but let me tell you something. No, but but um in, <laughs> but this was like a high school sweetheart, and I didn't live with him. So like I met her and like all throughout college, I don't know, maybe a handful of times, or like we saw each other in passing, never really exchanged too many words, but it's like through social media like yeah i feel like i have more insight to the relationship than i ever saw in person but like also i know that there's lines to that mm. so like i'm not gonna go up to her and be like hey i saw you did this and that and you, like because that's not the like, like i don't have a relationship with this person the insurance commercial he was like hey how was your vacation so it went well you look good in the bathing suit and it was like what yeah it's like yeah what do we do like like yeah if i had gone up like yeah like when i saw her at the wedding, i was like hey you know you guys look great congrats awesome awesome place whatever but like it'd be so weird if i was like all over be like oh that's so great like this is so exciting for you like no that would be wrong and it's not the way i feel but like i think people like lose sight of that it's a little different it's like a person there is a personal relationship involved but like no 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 but that that makes sense though that's one of the reasons why i got rid of my social media because as we call it in the streets you call it parasocial right yeah what we call it in the streets is fake love yeah. So like people, people think that they actually are caring for a person because they comment on a post or they like a post or they say happy birthday when Facebook reminds them yep. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things I said when I graduated, I, I saw this for myself. So I used to say this in jest, but I was serious about it. One of the most humbling things that happen to anybody who goes to college in social media age is when you graduate and you realize your lights go down by 50%. Yeah. You're like, damn, I thought we would. I don't got to see you every day. So, it's yeah, it, it sucks until you realize it doesn't. You're like, oh, yeah, I didn't need that. Shit at don't all. matter. Yeah. Shit really don't matter. And, and to me, you, you know what was the best I, thing I did? And, and I wait, actually wait, did wait, this wait, recently. Before, yeah, before you say that, though, I want to say something about that. But like, you realize it, it, it matters in, until it really doesn't. That was one of the, the, the signs that I had why I got rid of my social media because I started focusing on who wasn't watching my story instead yeah. of the two to 300 people who were. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Why is it that the one person that I'm like, damn, you ain't see this yet? Like, what's good? What? But I got 100, 200, 300 people looking at this. Even if I had one person, look, even if nobody looked at it, I posted it. I should be posting for me, not so that people can see me. And that's a different mentality. Yeah, what I did recently that I've I've loved is I turned likes off on my Instagram. You can do that? Oh yeah. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You coming back? What? That's a thing now. You coming back? Yeah. I probably so have I, to come back to the. I game. hit it on mine, so like it just says like liked by this person and others, but it doesn't say like you know fifty likes, hundred oh. likes, and okay. then it also does it for other posts I see. Wait, wait, wait. So, so when somebody sees your photo or whatever you post, how does it come up for them? It comes up as like. As like uh, liked by Reese the MC and others, 
And like you can click on it and see how many if you really can care. I click on it or can you only click on it? Oh no, it says only you can see the total number. Like I'm sure if you scrolled through and counted oh, one by one, you could. But yeah, I, I I like I'm literally looking at one of my like my last photo and it says the number of likes and says only you can see the number of likes on this post. So it just says and others. So I'm like, giving you a virtual pound, homie. Give me that. Yeah. That's fire. I didn't know that was like a thing, a thing. Like I remember when I was still on uh, Instagram. Well, it was pretty ago, new. They said they like, were taking away the likes. I remember them saying that. Yeah, and they never made it like everyone loses their likes. But like I didn't, I didn't start doing it till maybe a month or two ago, and now I was just like, this is dope. And I was like, I don't miss it at all because you find yourself just looking at a number for no reason. Like even for people that's like you're not competing with them. Like it starts to see. No, you're competing with them. You just don't want to admit it. It's totally subconscious, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not people that I intend to ever compete with, but they're like, oh, they got 300 likes, huh? I wonder if that's because they post more often than I do. But I'm like, I don't. I'm not here for that. No names. No names. I just want to put that out. No, don't say anybody's name. But how have you ever come across somebody who gets more love than you on social media? In in real life, they're a cornball. And you yeah. realize, how does that make you feel? I don't care. I know I'm dope. I I know because because I know that the people I care about would rather hang out with me than someone like that person. When I still had social media, it made me... The thing that really stuck with me, I judged the other people yeah. who was contributing to it. Not yeah, I did do that. I do do that. Yeah, right. especially when those people I, I loved or cared about or was the homies or fit. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, this person's a cornball. Like, why are you feeding into the cornballness? Yeah, know, this isn't even real. So I judge the people who 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 fed into it more than the person who was doing it for the love. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I I I lost interest. Like, I don't even post that much on Instagram. I use more to watch at this point more than anything Listen, else. You can do what you can do with some of my other close friends. Do they they post? things of me and just and sends me the reactions of what people who are liking and say <laughs> oh i just had a really really morbid idea to just post like a picture and be like i'm gonna miss you reese <laughs> just see what people say reese dodd i'm here to see, see, that'd be that'd be an interesting one see, see who like tries to text you before commenting on anything or reaching out you to say, me you put up that or, i die yeah <laughs> And that, that'll be your return to social media on the third think, day he was risen. I think 5% of people would be like, how the fuck do you know that? And then 95% of people would be like, I got to reach out to him. How do I reach out to him? Oh, social media. Oh, he got rid of it. When did he get rid of it? That's how most people would be. They'd be like, I'd be like, this shit been going for two years. People would be like, I, I'd be curious to see like who would be the first people to reach out to me and see if it was real. Who would be the first people to reach out directly to you? Yeah, because you know what's crazy about that? I'm not going to say anybody's name, but you probably know what I'm talking about. There are certain people in both of our lives who you know love me, I know love me, haven't talked to in years. Yeah. And it's like those types of things where I'm just, I, and you know me, Ivan, like I'm not really big on the whole, oh, life happens. I, I can't stand that shit. Yeah, no, life happens. Time. So reach out to the people who, who in life you care about. You know what I mean? Philly's over 500 homicides this year. Over 500 homicides. How does anybody know I'm alive if they don't talk to me? I don't have social media. Like, literally, I thought about maybe this is selfish. Maybe this is, 
over the last month, like, like, like people can see that I like the post, and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's he's all right." Like no bullshit, I even this and this might be selfish. The last month, that's been one of the, my biggest downers. Every single day I wake up from people who I haven't heard from, people who haven't checked in on me, people who maybe they don't know Philadelphia's on fire, but the people I'm thinking about lived in Philadelphia or went to school in Philadelphia. Which is still also living in Philadelphia, still in Philadelphia or the region, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, you got COVID, you know, I got, I got underlying condition. You got police brutality. I'm black. You got Philadelphia on fire. Is that the underlying condition or? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, how do you even know I'm good? You know what I mean? And then. You yeah. And all it takes one. like, that's, that's the crazy thing. It's like, all it takes is like, like I, I crashed at your place, obviously a few weeks ago. But like, all right, we gotta re, we gotta rename that. To me, crashing is when nothing crashes in a good way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the waves crashed against the rocks. Like, no, you stayed at my. Place. I, I like, it wasn't like for <laughs> yeah, but like all it takes is, hey, you want to hang out for a couple? Like, in like I was going around town, but like that's what I don't get is like, you'd be like, yo, I got nothing going on today. Let's go get sandwiches and just chill. Dude, you were you were you were in the area. You weren't coming to see me. I was like, "Yo, what are you doing tomorrow?" He was like, "Yeah, going home." I was like, "Why? <laughs> yeah. Let's kick it. Let's just say, yo, let's do what you want to do." And yeah, no, nah, like that, that's the, but but like like you said before, like there's a certain point at which you have to accept um, that it is a two way street, and you've been driving one way long enough that you got to park the car. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it breaks my heart when I really sit back and I think about some people who haven't checked on me. Yeah, I, got, I definitely overextend sometimes. Yeah, and that's just I who too. I am. I but like, that's why that's why the the, the um the list the exists. Fucking, the 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 stubborn person inside of me and the petty person inside of me chose to not reach out specifically when 2020 was becoming fucking horseshit all around the world. Yeah, I was like, you know what? The people who I reached out to, I reached out to at the beginning of 2020. It's mid-2020. Shit is getting crazy in the streets of America. COVID is what it is. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. The people I reached out to early, some of those people are some of the people I'm talking about where it's like, yo, you yeah. haven't even hit me back up. Like, what's cracking? What's going on? And then some of those people are not some of those, are, are not on that list, you know? And I just was like, this is a, excuse me, this is one of those beautiful moments that is painful, but it's necessary to figure out who's really there for you. Right. Well said. And I don't, find your people. Keep them close. That, that's that's the advice. That's the thing. Not only find them, but keep them close. You know, and it's, <clears throat> I don't know how you feel about this, but my mentor told me before, like, one of her best friends she hasn't talked to in years. And I was like, how's that one of your best friends then? And she was like, well, you know, she's married, I'm married. She has a family, I have a family. I was like, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of excuses. When you both have families, right? Yeah, then why don't you bring your families together? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does she I'm going to, like, also, your best friend is your family. Like, any of your best friends are family. I would give blood. I would consider giving an organ, depending on which one it is. Um, <laughs> you got to keep your liver. Ha- <laughs> and if I have it, I would give funds to anybody who I consider a good friend of mine. Because yeah, that's like more than friendship. That's family. Yeah, no, if I if I have something to give someone that's going to benefit someone I love, it's done. Not uh, a question. Well, I have asthma. You can't get any lungs. I know you can technically live on one. I have, I'm probably working on 50% capacity between yeah. the two. I can't be, I can't be in a life. Are, are you trying, what, what about the liver? How's the liver hanging these days? 
Oh, you only need a sliver for it to regrow. You good? <laughs> <laughs> Kidneys? <laughs> Spleen? They like, what you been doing? Life. Knows yeah, I life got a family. Is. They got a family. <laughs> why? Why isn't there a drug called life? Well, I haven't. Well, I haven't drug dealers came up with like maybe that should be the new quaalude. Yo, what you used to sing like the new lose? game of life? These, 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 the lose, not these lives. You know what I'm saying? These the lives. And every time you hit one, you can be like, yo, I took three lives last night. I'd say I'd, 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 I'd be like, I'm a cat. I got nine lives. Ooh, you out here tripling up on them. I can dig it, man. But no, I, I think that I think that is dope that Instagram did that. Um, I don't know what else is new in social media world. Uh, I don't even think I knew that was a thing. And but I hope that people who look for the validation, um, either in other people, are looking for it in the people who matter. I think mm-hmm. that's one of those big things. You know, like I'm not really big on like I. You know me better than a lot of people, and I'm not big on people blowing smoke up my ass. Like I don't, I don't yeah. need it. I don't want it. I don't crave it. None of that kind of. It's shit. Just a waste like, of my energy because I, yeah. I also feel like you, you, you're like me in this. Like I can sniff that out too. Yeah, you know, and I know. At which know point you're wasting my breath or yeah. your breath in my ears. And you know, and we all know how dope we are if you really in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. So you telling me how dope I am don't really move me. It's just like the why, the how, what can we do with it? You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't wake up every day and being like, damn, I hope somebody likes me today. Or I hope somebody compliments me today. I go through life so often doing shit that I think is dope, looking the way I think I should look, feeling the way, cracking the jokes I want to crack. And people may not be commenting on them. And my days are completely fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really- there's, nothing, there's nothing that gives you more freedom than being unapologetically you. That's a fact. Nothing gives you more freedom than being unapologetic. But like, like when you can go about your day and just be like, I'm just me. I got one. I got one that might beat it. Quaaludes. Got it. That's given. You know, it's like Mount Rushmore. It's already oh, that's that's, that's on the Keenan and Kel. <laughs> yeah, come on now. That's Keenan and Kel, Quaaludes, Bill Cop. Um, mm. Shout out Temple. You can, when you can help somebody else achieve that. that may yeah, be- that's, that, that, that might be the only one. Yeah, that might be the one that's just like, oh, look at my homie fly out there. Like, is yeah, I get hype as shit when I see. But my but you, oh, do you think it's that, or do you think that for the two of us, that still is being us? I think it's one hundred percent being us, but it's it's is because to me, being unapologetic means that like we're kind of being a little boisterous, we're being a little gregorious, we're being like out there. Where if you're being super reserved, if that's you, then that's you. But we're not super. Wait, we can. Have yeah, a- no, I, I think I think I mean it, I, I can understand how it can come across that way. I think I mean more like when you go to bed, like that night, mm-hmm. you could you can like honestly look at yourself and be like, I didn't put up a front at all. I was just me. But you know what's funny to me? I'm thinking about it the same way I think about drug use, where. I've been doing it for so long, it almost never affects me. I, I keep yeah. doing it because this is my routine. This is what I have to do. And this is what I need to do not to get sick. So when I can help somebody else get to that point, it gives me almost as much, if not more life than me being myself because it's almost, it's not even almost, it is normal at this point. It's like breathing right. to me. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and it brings me some type of resolve that I don't give enough credence to. And I think that may be the issue where I need to look at it more like, yo, you know, I got the chance to be me today. Not in no fucking egotistical way. I got a chance to be me today and continue. To I, th- that's something I truly believe, and, and we can wrap it here. We'll probably get back into this next week. But like, this is something I truly, truly believe. People don't give themselves nearly enough credit for small victories. 
small and, victories. And yeah, and, the, and what I mean by that is like I think you should like commend and celebrate the fact, like like you said, it's become so normalized. That's awesome. Like that that goes without saying. But like I still think it's dope to be able to look at yourself and be like, <laughs> I'm the shit. Like I was me. People love me. Like those are yeah. huge victories in life that many people would strive to tell themselves. Mm-hmm. Just because it's every day doesn't mean we shouldn't still celebrate that. That's all I got to say. I love it, man. We're cor- quite right. That comment was quite right. And if you look in the mirror every night, you don't feel like you're quite right. Get rid of the motherfuckers who turning you left so that you can find the strength and the power and the ingenuity to go right. Peace. Bars. <laughs>